Good afternoon, Patriots. It's Scott here from Woke Society's here to drop another episode of amazing content. A lot has happened since Thursday in my last recording, so we have a lot to get into, as we always do. The Seattle mayor has now, he's now had a change of heart on Antifa running the the autonomous zone in the city and is now backing the business owners. There was something that happened to him that caused this change of heart, and we're going to talk about that. Antifa also attacked Jack Passaic down in D.C., and the videos are all over Twitter. You can see them everywhere, so we're going to talk about that too. And if you guys didn't see, Susan Rice also put out a tweet, very cryptic tweet, just putting a suicide hotline number out there very late last night, and the same phone number matches an old Q drop with that same phone number, and Q wrote next to that, operators on standby. So very cryptic, weird stuff. Of course, all the Q drops that were dropped yesterday, new tactics are being employed by YouTube to mess up live streams, and of course, where are the Republican leaders and voices and conservative leaders that that we see on Twitter, but we don't see out in the streets holding arms with police. We don't see any of this while left extremists are running around through our cities, burning them down, tearing down monuments and erasing our history. I think we've let them off the hook for way too long. So we're going to get into that on Woke Societies today. So as I always do, and you guys always give me the opportunity to do this, let's hear a word from our sponsor, who is Flip City Magazine. America's Last Laugh. Guys, if you haven't seen already on my channel, this is a satire comedy magazine that is PC-free. It's absolutely brilliant. It's funny. It can be read by your family, your kids. It can be passed down to your kids. And the artwork is absolutely beautiful. This is two people out in California that make this. They pour their blood, sweat, and tears into it. They're completely independent. And they put out an amazing, fantastic product. You can see it. Everybody hates Bill Gates, the kids on our right, Song Bland. And just to give you guys an idea of what you're going to be seeing in this issue, kids yesterday, and you see an image of kids hitting a pinata, happy, normal kids doing what kids do, right? But if things were allowed to continue as they are today, this would be kids today dressing up as Antifa, beating down old people with those same sticks. So you guys kind of get the feel of what you're going to get with this magazine. It's clean humor. It's funny, which we all need in today's world. And when you guys go to flipcitymag.com, you go to their subscription link, is in, which is in my description below, you'll be brought here where you can buy a, a one-year subscription for $20 or a single copy here for $5.99 with the number two print, which over here on the right is what you'd be getting if you subscribe today. But I'm telling you guys right now, the $20 subscription is worth the money. It's literally $5 a magazine, guys. You can't beat that price. You get a magazine every quarter, and that's mailed directly to you in a professional package. And again, this is these are pieces of art, guys, that you can keep for your family that can be passed down. It's beautiful. It's smart. It's savvy. It's Mad Magazine on steroids. And if you guys can also go to their Twitter, follow them. They're at, at Flip City Mag, and they have the same at, at symbol or whatever you want to call it, tag for parlor as well at flip city mag remember this is flip city magazine america's last laugh please go subscribe in the, in the description that is below and support my sponsors because when you support my sponsors you are supporting this channel as well again flipcitymag.com go subscribe they're a fantastic fantastic product check it out so again guys where do i want to begin here i want to get you guys fired up as i always do it's either with a laugh or something serious. Well, I found a clip here from my boy Methods here who simply just wrote Savage with the fire emoji. This is a man who is fed up with these ordinances requiring people to wear a mask. It's crazy. People are sick of it. We're seeing across the country. And this man right here absolutely lays into the local government that is demanding that people wear masks. So watch this video. It's worth the two minutes. And I'll see you guys on the other end of the intro. Take a watch. 
After waiting for two hours and now getting two minutes, I'll get right to the point. Uh, this board is pretending that for the last three months, your emperor, Dr. Levin, has not been against a mask declaration. Now, all of a sudden, we're pretending that masks are everything, even forcing speakers to use masks. I would like the board to take a position. Was Dr. Levin wrong for those three months? And if he was this wrong, why has he not been removed? Why has he not been fired for being so catastrophically wrong? Or do you not really believe he was wrong? You're just wearing these masks because it is a signal of your great virtue. Damn! Damn. Because for the last three months, we have not worn them. And Ventura County has done outstandingly well and continues to do outstandingly well because we are not Los Angeles. We are not New York City. We never were going to be any of those things. Ironically, this is one of the few things Dr. Levin was actually right about. He has been wrong about everything. He is the one who told us we would have four to 600 hospitalizations a day. He, he revised that to two to 400 a day. We still haven't reached that in one day. We're barely over 200 for the entire ordeal that you guys have put us through. We now are panicked over 51 total hospitalizations in a county with eight hospitals. Can you people do math? Can you please do basic math and understand where we are on this? This is not a crisis. You, however, have created one. You, in an effort to try to prevent all death, when we've had 43 deaths, have now ended all relevant life. And you should all be ashamed of yourselves. And this will never be forgotten, ever be forgotten. You will all be held accountable eventually, in this life or the next. You all better hope there is no hell, because when you die, that's where you're going. And guess what? You're not going to be dying of COVID either. Thank you. <laughs> now that's how you spit some fire. Thanks for tuning in to the land of the real. But it's like the twilight zone, the plan is surreal. It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed. Bring your thoughts to light, all the plans they conceal. Grab your flashlight, it's time to go down the rabbit hole. It's dark and hell is hot, dealing with satanic souls. The tide is turning, patriots and now in control. Apply aggressive pressure right now until they fold, stay woke. Open up your eyes and keep them healed. All they do is lie, realize how everything is real. Through projects looking glass, the future is revealed. Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Woke society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now. Enjoy the show, severe and non on the mic. So come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising and you know it's only gonna grow. All right. How's everybody feeling after that video, man? Can that be my new dad? <laughs> Guys, it doesn't get much better than that. That guy torched those people. And again, it's like a collective voice. It's a collective voice. We're all feeling that, guys. And why are these mandated mass things coming in now? New York right now, that 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 ended what? Ended a couple couple weeks ago. And these businesses are still trying to implement it. No one's listening to it anymore. So just great, great stuff. So let's get into the content, shall we? So if we wanted to take Nancy or Chuck Schumer seriously about this whole entire George Floyd thing, I just want to show these videos just so we can laugh together at these stupid people. 
And drunk Nancy has her reputation for a reason, and you guys are about to see it right now. If we really wanted to take the Democrats seriously and their true concern for African Americans and black people as a whole, you think Nancy would get George Floyd's name right? Well, this is from Anthem Respect here on Twitter saying, the Speaker of the Pandering House just referred to George Floyd as George Kirby. She wants to name the bill after George Kirby. What a hack. Pass it on. And this is why I tweeted this out as well. said, Nancy... This is completely cringeworthy, cringeworthy. Have another one with the shot glass. Take a look and try to listen to this woman talk. I know it's going to be tough for most of you, but it's worth the listen. Watch. And I'm very proud before the Judiciary Committee that before he testified, he said to me, Madam Speaker, do you think that I can tell George's daughter that his name will be always remembered because you will name the bill for him? And I said, well, I'll recommend that to the Judiciary Committee and to the uh, to the Congressional Black Caucus who have shaped the bill. Spit it but out, Nancy. I only will do that if you tell me that this legislation is worthy of George Kirby's name. And he said it is. And so we're very proud. We're very proud to Canada. George Kirby. We're very proud to pass this legislation along in the name of George Kirby. And remember, these people care about you guys. They care about you. They care about your vote. They can't, she can't even get the name right. And this is why we call her Drunk Nancy. Have another one, Nancy, will you? Because you just make a fool of yourself, just like your, your, your presidential nominee, Joe Biden, who can't remember who his own name is. And it's not just Nancy. It's not just Nancy. Another one here. The infamous Chuck Schumer, who we all love. This is from Sean Hannity. In the middle of his speech to kill the Tim Scott SC police reform bill, Chuck Schumer can't get George Floyd's name right either. Floyd Taylor, George Taylor. Take a watch. When it comes to civil rights and police accountability, Mitch McConnell or the lawyer for the families of Floyd Taylor, or George Taylor, George Floyd, and Breonna Taylor. There you go, Chuck. You got it on the third time around. Good job, man. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, it's really, it's not the biggest deal in the world, but it's fun to point out. These people do not give a shit about anyone besides the people that are voting for them. And after that, they become expendable. Let's be real. You would think they could at least get the man that started this entire thing. This whole entire situation started from this arrest and the ultimate killing of George Floyd. You think you could get George Floyd's name right. It's just so disgusting. And can we all just laugh together at them? We can see the hypocrisy on screen. Social media is the ultimate, is the way for us to get this truth out because we would never see this stuff on mainstream media or news outlets. So it's just really good to see what's going on with them. So you guys are going to love this. This is, I, I don't usually bring up Sean Handy, um, his blog up here, but this is for the only reason because he had this, I couldn't find it anywhere else. This is from 621. I don't know how we missed this. The Seattle mayor now has a change of heart, and I'm shocked uh, Trump didn't tweet this out, completely trashing him. But Portland mayor says, I don't want an autonomous zone after protesters target his home. Wow, isn't that crazy? When shit hits the fan and you're getting targeted, now all of a sudden you have a change of heart while these, this cancer has been completely destroying your city from the inside out. And just look at this. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler shut down the prospect of an autonomous zone in his city just hours after protesters targeted his home, calling the cop-free area a distraction from the cause. I do not want an autonomous zone set up in Portland. I'm watching what's going on in Seattle, and I'm not impressed. It's a distraction. I'm not in Seattle, but what I'm hearing coming out of Seattle concerns me, said Wheeler. The, the biggest, the thing that concerns me here, ladies and gentlemen, is that he says he's not in Seattle. 
Well, where the hell is he? You're the mayor. What are you what are you doing? Now all of a sudden because your target got got your your home got targeted by the people that you won't denounce and all of a sudden now they're a problem because now they're going to go after your home. You couldn't see this coming. When are these people going to realize that Antifa and these domestic terrorists do not care about anyone and whoever is against them. If you are not with them, you are an enemy. And apparently the protest they're calling them protesters, the rioters, the looters, Antifa, they threatened him. And now all of a sudden he has a change of heart. And we all know what happened. I reported on Thursday. There's lawsuits being implemented by the businesses. I think it's like 12 of them. A class action lawsuit against the city of Seattle for allowing this to happen. And now all of a sudden we're seeing a change. And this is why I think Trump is waiting. He's waiting to see this implode on itself. And the people are starting to stand up now. The lawsuit is huge. The mayor is starting to turn his tune. And just watch. This is going to end itself in a, in a hopefully nonviolent way. And as peaceful as possible, and these people are just going to disperse themselves, and they're going to realize, man, the infrastructures we really were enjoying before, maybe this isn't worth it, and maybe not this autonomous zone stuff really wasn't what we thought it would be cracked up to be. So now we're seeing all this change of heart, and I believe this is why we have to remain faithful to what Trump is doing in his plan, because again, we've talked about it. They want guns ablazing. The media wants dead bodies on the street, and that is not what's going to happen. But it's funny, because we're seeing this, oh, well, maybe we should... What does he call it? What does he say here? Calling it a cop-free area a distraction. Well, I'm glad someone is seeing that that this whole entire thing is a distraction and cop-free. And when we call calling, when we call calling for cops, maybe that's a good idea to keep that. And maybe we shouldn't disband the police. Now let's show you a funny clip here that I got here from Carly Q. Oh, the irony talking about police. This is funny. And this is the absolute hypocrisy that we're seeing. And this is how why I feel like it's so difficult to be a police officer right now. And you'll see why after hearing this clip. Take a listen. So I come in this morning and we're informed there's going to be a protest to um, defund the police. Well, that's fine. I like protests. Except for they requested a police presence, you know, for their safety at the defund police event. (sighs) I shit you not. And this officer, he makes the perfect statement. He's like, I shit you not. They want a police presence to give the people in this event, the defund the police event, a sense of safety. And it's so perfect, the 30-second clip, because it, it totally shows the stark contrast of what's going on right now with this whole defund the police movement. And I tweeted out today, I hope Minneapolis is fine with Sharia law because that is what's coming to Minneapolis once this whole community-based policing starts. And we're seeing it now. Q has pointed out that these that Antifa, some people in Black Lives Matter have deeper connections to other groups that we will not mention here by name for censorship issues, but looks like Sharia law is going to be running a big part of that new community policing out there. But it's funny. When people want safety, what do they want? They want a police presence to give them that sense of security, and these people are trying to get rid of that. And it's absolutely disgusting. So in situations like you guys are going to see right here, this was Jack Pasebic. There was no police around here, and supposedly, I don't know, I can't remember the name of the man that got Jack out of this, but his security team went and got him out. Or things could have gotten really ugly. So, 
Let's watch this video. This is the only clip I could find that had the least amount of curse because the other ones are just too much. Take a watch and to see what happened to Jack. He absolutely got decimated by these riders. Take a look. Someone tried stealing his phone. Get off. Get off. Get out of here. I'm talking with my friends. And it gets it gets really it gets really bad in the other clips. There's about seven minutes of clips of him getting harassed. And this whole entire thing started with Jack being he was trying to stop protesters from going up to the uh, monuments or wherever he was in dc he was in this but my whole entire opinion on jack because i didn't know jack pasabic too much when i first got into this movement but apparently he's got a really bad reputation because he rips QAnon in their followers and pretty much calls them idiots and for me if you're going to be like that and from what i've heard from the other anons Jack was never relevant until he started trashing Q. So you're going to leverage yourself with certain topics and use that to get yourself into a platform. I honestly don't feel bad for you. You were in this situation. People know who you are. You're out there trying to stop what you think, whatever you think would be doing to stop these people from taking down monuments. And you put yourself in this situation and he got water thrown at him. He got his phone. His phone was attempted to be stolen. He was getting pushed around. He got hit a couple of times and now he's pressing charges. And my whole thing with this is this reminds me of something that Infowars would do where they would insert themselves into situations to be, to make it about them and the spotlight and on them. And I have no sympathy for Jack because he's talking about now he's going to press charges. I really could care less. But again, I don't want to see anyone get hurt. My whole point about this is where were the police? There were no police there. Does this want, does this country want to continue to have defunding police and disbanding police movements all around? Because it's going to destroy the country. And we know 80% of Americans or even more do not want that. But I wasn't the only one that had the opinion on this. When you see Jack Posebic post pictures like this, it looks like there was other ulterior motives here. This looks like a movie poster that he could put on a documentary about his memoir, about his shitty career. And this, and he's posting it himself. It's not even other people posting it. It's himself. It's like as if he took a selfie. He was literally like this. Hey, Antifa guy, come here. You're going to go like this with the camera so I can get the publicity out of it, right? Seeing him do this stuff, man, it just, it just rubs me the wrong way. And this is why I don't feel bad. I'm glad not, he, didn't, he didn't get injured. Thank God. But either way, what did he think was going to happen? And now I'm also seeing Q accounts, big Q accounts too, pandering to Jack saying, man, we're all... We're all on the same side. Why do we have to get Jack Pasebic's approval for Q? Why are we doing this? So it's just something I want you guys to keep in mind. And I wasn't the only one who had this opinion. When you look at Jordan Sather's uh, Twitter four hours ago, he said Jack Pasebic pulled a hell of a a publicity stunt yesterday. The Infowar goons taught him well. And I am on the same mindset, and I know a lot of other people in this movement are of the same mindset too. I'm glad he didn't get hurt, but what did you expect, man? You are known in the news. It doesn't matter if you, are, if you are not with Antifa, they are going to harass you and do even got even worse to you. And we almost saw that happen, but he was pulled out, he was put into a van, and he got out, and all he was doing was talking about himself and how he was going to press charges, and he made it about him. And it just makes me sick, and we'll see what happens. But either way... What I want to transition to now is something that I feel like 
has been coming, and we've been letting the Republicans and the conservative leaders off the hook. And this this Federalist.com uh, uh, article sums this up perfectly. Where are conservative leaders in this moment? And I want to just read some of this. When I see the images from Lafayette Square last night or where or from the weekend across the country of radical leftists and anarchists tearing down or defacing memorials to some of America's greatest heroes, what I keep wondering is where are the conservative leaders who have said so much and done so little to defend our history? For decades, the conservative movement has profited off the invocation of the American founding. Multiple political analysis have said over the years that the biggest mistake Democrats made was letting Republicans have the Bible and the flag, and the right has certainly profited from it. Wrapping themselves in the language of the Founding Fathers, filling their buildings with quotes, books, busts, statues, and artist renderings, conservatives have thrived by making themselves the defenders of the American history against a verbally iconoclastic left. But in practice, they spent more time advocating for lower taxes, feel-good donor interest, and pro-business regulatory reforms than the cultural defense they used to make the money roll in. Meanwhile, the left has marched through our institutions of power, the schools and the academy, the media, the creative arts, and the central authorities of our greatest cities amassing near-total control and influence over our culture. They have tried to grasp permanent hold of the narrative, audit conservative activists, and subdue religious defiers. Now they intend to subjugate the nation's children to a woke, ahistorical conspiracy about our founding and inculcate them with the idea they are permanently stained by irredeemable acts of racism that happened long before they were born and for which they are not guilty. And last night, our staff writer Tristan Justice tweeted, MIA Republicans really face a crucial choice in a pivotal moment right now. Stand up to the mob or surrender the nation to anarchists. Right now, I'm not so convinced Republicans are choosing the form. And the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because we saw and we are seeing how much change Trump has brought to this country in just the three and a half years that he's been doing this, almost four years now, and how quickly the Republican Party, how much, how much he has done. In just that short amount of time. And meanwhile, while Obama was running the country those eight years, it seems like the Republicans just rolled over and allowed so many of these things ha- to happen. And it makes you think the Republicans are wrapped up in this just as much as the Democrats are. The swamp runs for both sides. And I need people to realize that because I always get labeled a Republican because I support Trump. I just support the president. I was never into politics before this. And seeing what had happened, it can't just be the Democrats' fault. It has to be on both sides of the party. And where are these Republican leaders? Because they're all I see them, I just see them on Twitter and Parler now. Where are they outside? And I'm sure this isn't all of them because I'm sure there are some, but the big names. Where are they out with signs, holding cops' arms, protesting for the cops? Anything. We don't see anything. And meanwhile, the left is just letting their people, their, these extreme left, running through these cities and burning them down, erasing our history, trying to tell our, our children that, this, the slavery is something that we're going to keep passing on to generation after generation. You should be mad, angry about it. And the stuff that happens with police and African-Americans, some of it is valid for sure. There's no doubt about it that there is targeting sometimes and, and, racial, and racial issues, which can be addressed. But for the majority, that is not the case. It's just not the case. So I'm calling them out. I'm calling them out because all we see, again, are big tweets and really no action on the street. And it's just something I wanted to bring up and just to uh, let everyone know about. Now, I want to switch gears here. This is my boy, Frank, 
from Quite Frankly Podcast, and Methods was the one that uh, pointed this out to my attention. This this was disturbing, to say the least, being a creator on YouTube, and this should put everyone on notice that does YouTube or just any anybody that does YouTube live streams or live streams at all on their platform. Methods writes here, YouTube just took down, quite frankly, during his live stream with accusations of harmful or dangerous content and encourages illegal activities or incites users to violence. This is bullshit. And I have not seen this happen. And you guys are going to get his live reaction of it right here. Take a watch and we're going to dive into this. Let me actually go to my content removed. Hold on a second. I got to get everybody out of my way. All the calls. Live stream was removed because it violates our harmful, dangerous policy. Because it's the first time, it's just a warning. If it happens again, your your channel will get a strike. If you don't able to do things like upload or past, a second strike will prevent you from publishing content for two weeks. Three strikes in any 90-day period will result in permanent removal of your channel. But what the hell happened? Review content. Your content was removed due to a violation of our community guidelines because it's the first time. Well, well, what? Of course I'm going to appeal this. What the hell happened? Well, uh, man, I, I, I don't understand right now, but ladies and gents, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to end this one. 18 minutes early. We had a really good show. I'm going to have to find a way of downloading. I'll have to download it off the Twitch or something like that and get it on up onto the podcast. But my, oh, my, my, oh, my, harmful, harmful or dangerous content. This was not copyright notice. It's harmful or dangerous content. It says here encourages illegal activities or incites users to violence. The only depictions of such activities that we may allow need to be educational or documentary in nature and shouldn't be designed to help or encourage others to imitate them. Who was talking about violence? What? Uh, so, I don't know. Hopefully, there's a little bit of something something that we can do to... Um, no, you know, but they already demonetized me for the same, very same reason. So, this is just what we're dealing with now. We're going to be pushed out completely. And it's scary. This I have not seen this happen before during a live stream. And I'm sure maybe some of you have. The reason why I'm doing this is one: I love his show. He's one of the few YouTubers that I watch on a daily basis. I love Frank. He's going to be on my. I'm going to get him on the show eventually because me and him have so much in common. We can talk about probably uh, for hours and hours. But I've been watching his show before I even had a channel. The man has never ever incited violence, talk about harmful or hate speech, or his content being anything associated with that, you literally walk away after every show watching him a little bit smarter. And I can attest to this because he's the one of the ones that motivated, motivated me to get this channel started. Watching how he does his show, how he models his show, the topics he has, he is one of the best out there and he should have way more subscribers than he does. And YouTube has been messing, it seems like with more people, certain people more than others, and he is one of them. And have your live stream taken down during live stream. That's all he does Monday through Friday. All he does is live stream. He doesn't do recordings like that. He does separate recordings, but they're on the side that he uploads separately. But his main meat and potatoes of a show right now are live streams from five, 7 to 9, Monday through Friday. And now they're getting taken down midstream. 
for inciting violence, which that man I can personally attest has never happened to and why I'm bringing it up now. This is something scary. And he said, at the end, we're all going to get pushed out. So again, I'm imploring everybody to go to my backup channels in the links below to go subscribe there. But it seems this is the play they want to go. This is the road they want to go down. They want to continue pushing this, lumping us into this harmful or hate speech and inciting violence, which was this never on my channel. But this is what the email that I got when I got demonetized. I was my content was lumped in with harmful as harmful content. Nothing specific, just a bland vanilla explanation. And guess what? You can no longer make money on our platform. And this is how they're doing it. This is how they're doing it. So it's just really scary. But again, it, when you see news like this from Politico talking about this, uh, go, talking about Google and the the lawsuit that's going to be handed down to them, it's giving me some kind of hope that changes are coming and they're going to be coming very soon. And right here it reads, Justice Department prosecutors expect to file an antitrust lawsuit against Google in the upcoming months, which we have talked about on this channel multiple times. But DOJ lawyers and state Antitrust officials met online Friday and discussed contours of the expected complaint, according to the people who weren't authorized to speak on the record because the investigation is ongoing. People knowledgeable about the case had previously described litigation is likely, and that's what's going to happen. So we're going to have to wait and see what Barr is going to do. We talked about this on Thursday, what his decisions and what kind of pathways he's going to take to change all this. And last thing before we get into the Q drops, everyone saw the Project Veritas videos of them exposing Facebook. Well, they got a response from a representative from Facebook themselves. And this woman here who I did play on the channel, this HR director or senior HR business partner, Leslie Brown, was immediately fired as soon as that video was released. Brown, the senior HR executive, claimed she had been fired just hours after the video debuted. Brown also clarified her connection with the social media giant, resulting in her changing her employer on her LinkedIn page from Facebook to US Tech Solutions, a subcontractor for Facebook. King commented to the censorship of political posts by its content moderators as documented by Project Veritas insiders were not consistent with the company's policies. Really, no way. And this is the quote from the representative from Facebook. With regards to a question related to Project Veritas report, first off is that our reviewers work hard to keep our attack on space for end users every day, said the spokeswoman who works with Facebook's Washington-based political team. We will be reviewing our training and oversight to make sure that we think about policy and we're watching our partners to make sure that they're appropriately and properly following our policies. And this is just, to translate this, we're not going to change our policies until maybe after the election and we're just serving you this pile of bullshit because we got caught on camera and now we're doing damage control. This is exactly what that means because we've seen Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO himself, come up to Congress and literally say the same exact thing, saying our platform is not biased, it's fair, we try to be as as partial as possible, and we try to be as unbiased as possible. And the moment that man leaves, it's a completely different story as soon as he walks out the door. And they all got caught. It never changed. It hasn't changed. It's gotten worse. And now, since Facebook is changing their ad policies to take down certain groups, I think they've lost now, I just saw an article saying about $50 billion of companies and who run ads on Facebook are now walking away because they don't know if they're going to pay all this money on, on Facebook now. And Facebook's just going to come in with the thought police and shut them down and say it's hate or it supports Trump or anything like that. And their ads are gone. 
what kind of company wants to work with, with, with Facebook or anybody right now that's going to do that? And it's getting super toxic, toxic, and the election year is bringing this to the forefront. And hopefully we're going to see some changes in the coming weeks and coming months. Let's get into the Q drop, shall we? Let me scroll down here and let me just see where we're going to begin. This is 26 right here. 4527. We're going to start on a light note because Q here kind of calls out Dan Scavino kind of making fun of him. There was a bunch of memes made for this. And it looks like Q was trying to go for a zero delta, but it was three seconds too late. And they said Dan to blame. And you guys can see here, POTUS tweeted out, Coronavirus deaths are way down. Mortality rate is one of the lowest. Actually, let me just blow it up so I'm not killing my eyes here. Our economy is roaring back and will not be shut down. Embers or flare-ups will be put out as necessary. And you can see here, Trump tweeted 854.59. And then Q dropped their 45.26 at three seconds before Trump tweeted. They were going for that zero delta, but they were blaming Dan on that one. They said three seconds Dan is to blame. They were trying to get it down to the second. But again, we don't need any more proof that Q is a legitimate operation. Again, great to see. But really funny. It's it's nice to see Q does have a sense of humor, and the Q team has that as well. 45-28. Patriot gets Q'd again. The honor is ours. Nice meeting you. And this is from the Oracle exec on Twitter. And let me see here. Oh, we'll get into the Susan Rice in just a moment after this one. Oracle exec says, wow, he got queued um, on Thursday, I believe. He was one of the ones that read the oath and was queued, and he was just so thankful he wrote again. Wow, I can't believe I got queued. This is so surreal. Q, it's an honor. I'm excited to serve my country in any capacity, anytime, any day, twice on Sunday. America is the best country in the world. I love all my fellow countrymen and anons worldwide. Thank you. And just being queued myself twice, it is truly an honor, and it's a feeling that I can never replicate the uh the gratitude and the humbleness that comes from it i just love being a part of this movement it's one of the greatest greatest things that i will always be able to tell my grandchildren that i was cued at cued twice which is really cool let's go back here now to susan rice and then we'll go back into the drops because this this was really weird susan rice tw- uh, tweets out 1107 p.m hashtag suicide awareness and she puts the number 1-800-273-8255 which is a suicide awareness phone number but the reason why this caught so much buzz is because when people are researching on the cue boards they went and found another drop here that was very very interesting i don't know what drop it is i didn't have the number but i did have the screenshot of the drop here from twitter it says define treason and you can see all the stuff underneath it but at the bottom of the drop, it says 1-800-273-8255, which is the same exact number that Susan Rice tweeted out. But Q writes, operators standing by. Now, we're still trying to find out because this happened last night. I haven't seen any more developments into this, but I do see that word operator standing by be associated with the Clintons and the Q drops with uh, Bill Clinton holding up the Bible and a few other drops saying operators on uh, operators standing by. But people are wondering, is Susan Rice saying she she's done? She's given up? Is it something that has to be related to the Clintons? And we know the Clinton body count? We're not really sure. But the fact that she tweeted this out and then this number match from a Q drop was super strange to me. So I would love to know what you guys think in the comments. What you think this was? Was this, was this comms going out? Was this her letting letting her know that she's ready to flip maybe. I really don't know. I, I doubt that scenario, but still, I would love to know what you guys think of that connection here. 
So let's go back into the Q drops and we'll finish this up. 4529, governors are not immune to lawsuits arising in a willful or negligent disregard of state laws. Q writes that orders violate government mandated policies. Would a, would a jury of peers agree their actions were reckless? Would a jury of peers agree their actions were negligent? The immunity of a state from a suit has long been held not to extend to actions against state officials for damage arising out of willful and negligent disregard of state laws. 165, the reach of the, of, of the rule is evident in Shure v. Rhodes 166, in which the court held the plaintiffs were not barred by the 11th Amendment. And as it goes more into the law, there was no executive immunity from suit the court held. Rather, the immunity of state officials is qualified and varies according to the scope of discretion and responsibilities of the particular office and the circumstance existing at the time the challenge action was taken. So pretty much the summary of what this is, ladies and gentlemen, that the governors, these governors that were pushing these COVID patients into nursing homes are not immune from being sued or being have, having charges brought against them. And in this case, it would be murder. And let me get the, uh, the the link here that was that Q linked for that drop. It's from House Republicans. These governors are withholding information from the public and House Dems are letting them get away with it with their partisan refusal to join our investigation. Republicans are demanding answers from Dev, Dem governors about their disastrous nursing home orders. And we saw in a Q drop, there's five of them, Cuomo being one of them, uh, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and two others. Out of the 45 governors, these five governors went against federal guidelines and pushed these COVID patients onto nursing homes and ultimately led to more than half the total death count for COVID in this country. And Q is saying these governors are not immune to being charged against. Will it happen? That is the question, and we will have to wait and see what happens with that. But it's something else to keep an eye out for. 4530, we will not fail. Rising to the occasion, understanding what's at stake. God bless each and every one of you. We will not fail. And the cool thing about this is, it wasn't a particular link. Elon, Elon Knuckle, I'm not even sure how you say his name on here, but Elon, every, everyone knows him. Um, his profile got queued, and I was wondering why it took me a minute, and then Q dropped another one right after that. It says, Patriots, Patriots take the oath. The next few weeks will demonstrate our resolve. Where we go on, we go all. And the tweet after that, actually here, it's Steph. That's not the one I was looking for is rising the occasion, understanding what's at stake. God bless each and every one of you. We will not fail. And why Enoch got got cued is because he went and retweeted literally every video he could find of patriots around this country and around the world taking videos of them taking the oath, and he retweeted as much as possible. And this is why Q tagged him. This is essentially an operation, and Q was asking people to do this, and Elon stepped up, and he did it, and here we are. And that is why he got cued. So it's really cool. We've seen the videos. The most recent one was Steph here taking the oath. We can play it real quick just to give you guys an idea of what it's like. Enemies, foreign and domestic, that it will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to enter. So help me God. Where we go on, we go off. And patriots have been doing this in the droves all across the country and the world. And again, Elon was the one putting these together. And that, again, is why he was cute. Really cool to see how strong our united front is in our voice when it comes together. 4532, as the darkness falls, so does our enemies. And Q wrote, it's the same thing as the title, as the darkness falls, so does our enemies. And I found something on the cue boards last night that talks about this. Let me pull up the picture here. And it's not there. Hold on a second. I'm going to get it for you guys. 
I'm going to grab it because it's really cool. It looks like this was a book that was written at some point, and this Anon brought this up, and I thought it was really interesting. Here it is. So as the darkness falls, things are not what they seem. This was by Daniel Holdings. Dr. Bryce Cooper is back, fresh off his reset four years before the Nobel Prize winning uh, physicist is thrust into a world where things are not what they seem. Together, he and small teams of scientists must stop a ticking time bomb that threatens to destroy mankind for good. The thin line between civilization and anarchy is decimated as society breaks down. The world begins to tear itself apart. Doesn't that sound like what's going on now? But this is not natural. The fallen and the others have conceived a plan using the world's leaders, the group, for the destruction of humanity. At the same time, they are trying to open Earth's portals to hell itself. If if successful, they will unleash an evil that that the world has never seen. Traps and deception are at every turn. Time is running out. Can Cooper stop the portals from opening? Will mankind be extinguished? Is there any hope as the darkness falls? And again, a great reference to what Q is talking about and what a great translation to what is going on now, just like George Orwell's 1984 book. It's literally a spitting image of what is happening now. We have the patriots, the anarchists, good and evil going against each other to save our country and to save the world, which is essentially what's happening now. 4533, Edward Snowden or Eric Schmidt reference. And an Anon wrote, Grammar Kitty or On Purpose, and ES, Mistakes, ES is in the kill boxes, Mistakes to You or Roadmaps to Others. And Q writes, well, not Q didn't write the Q doesn't write the titles. The people who run the site do. They wrote Edward Snowden or Eric Schmidt reference. And for me personally, ladies and gentlemen, I believe this is in reference to Eric Schmidt. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because Q has recently brought up Deep Dream and Dragonnet, which were systems made by Eric Schmidt. Obviously, Eric Schmidt was the CEO of Google for the longest time. Then we know he went over to China. He made their Dragonnet technology, which was pretty much the social system that keeps track of people and gives them points for how they behave all that weird socialist stuff they do out there um, in China. I believe that is who they're referring to because he's been more, Q has been referring to more things that Eric Schmidt would be involved with over Edward Snowden. So the, the, I'm not, don't quote me on that. That's just my personal opinion. I think it's Eric Schmidt. But again, Q writes mistakes to you or roadmaps to others. There are other people that use these boards, operators probably out in the field that are running ops themselves that use certain words, misspellings, and they know exactly what it means. And to normal people like me and you, they think they're mistakes, but they're not mistakes to others. So that cue is just pointing that out to let us know. 4534, last cue drop, stand at the ready. And this is a link here to a tweet. And let's see here. Did I even bring it up? Let's click it again and see what comes up here. Same thing, rising to the occasion, understanding what's at stake. God bless in each and every one of you. And again, people were confused as to why Elon's, uh, Elon Knuckle, whatever you say, however you say his name, um, they were confused as to why his Twitter got, got tagged. Q, uh, clean that up and let everyone know. This was why, again, which we just discussed before. So that is the show, ladies and gentlemen. That's all the Q drops. You were caught up to date. Q didn't drop 20 drops during my episode for once. That is fantastic. <laughs> It's really great. So thank you all for uh, hanging out with me today. It was a great time as always. Uh, There's lots of things coming this week. There's going to be announcements made this week on Tuesday that everyone's going to freak out about. Um, There's going to be a new show that's going to be coming that I'm going to be a part of. And we're going to announce who I'm going to be doing it with. There's going to be two of us. 
and it's going to be fantastic. And that will be announced this week. I'm teasing it. On Wednesday, I'm going to be on Anon412 show to talk about myself a little bit, get to know him. Monday is my Patreon live stream. So for you guys out there on YouTube, you guys will see me again on Tuesday night when I do my regular live stream. But if you guys want... This is the time where I get to plug my stuff. Go to YouTube, go to my channel here, like, share, subscribe, check it, check it out. Tell your friends and family, we are the news now. The channel is growing day by day. We're already at 77,000 subscribers on our way to 80. Go to my Patreon here, check out everything that I have on the Patreon, my backup channel at BitChute, and of course my WokeSocieties.com webpage that has all of my podcasting links here so you guys can listen to my content on the go. And when you click my store link, It'll be, you'll be brought here to my beautiful, beautiful page with all my products, mugs. We have so many things to fund the media, Orange Man Rad, uh, shirts, and I believe we even have more stuff that was added here. Uh, the Q Plus Star Bay 15 ounce cup, Punisher stuff. It's just so many good things. And of course, all of the apparel as well. So, and we are working on getting 3X. I have heard of you. You guys have been asking for 3X, 3XL. I'm going to have it very soon, hopefully this week. So there's so much to go over, so much to talk about. And this week, again, coming up, there's just who knows what's going to happen, right? Every week, it seems like drastic changes are coming, but we're all going to get through it. We're all going to be here. I'm going to be here with you all, and we're going to get through this together. So thank you all for joining. Check out the merch. Check out my Flip City sponsor. Go subscribe to their magazine. Go follow them on Twitter. Follow us on Parlor now. We're all on Parlor. Pretty much everybody's going to Parlor as a backup account. So go check that as well. So as I like to say, everybody, stay safe, stay warm, enjoy your weekend, and of course, stay woke. <laughs>